Hi, and welcome to Real Life with Jenny. My name's Jenny Senapadaratna. Grab your favorite drink and a snack, and we will get started. Today, I'm drinking some orange juice because it's a little too early for me for tea, and I have some scrambled eggs. I know, I'm living large over here, but let's get real. So we are entering the season of life that there's always something exciting going on. I don't know why this is the time of year um, that things always are happening in my life, but they are. So a year ago today, I was officially done with my job and I started on the new very, very part-time job today. So it's kind of a celebration day for me. I'm like, woot, this is my day of what I'm calling freedom. <laughs> I am living in freedom. And then two years ago, I had a surgery that was huge. Um, not huge for most people, but for me, it was a big deal. My kidney was full of stones. Um, it was completely full. I had one that was the size of a mandarin orange and then everything else around it. And two years ago, I had all of the stones removed from that kidney. And I have been kidney free for kidney stone free for two years. And from a girl who suffered with a um, kidney stone once or twice a month for 10 years, this is miraculous. Two years of no kidney stone attacks is like a whole new life. Like I don't even know how to function in extreme, the, again, freedom. <laughs> Five years ago, um, I had the great privilege to celebrate our 20th anniversary six months early with my husband. We had a dream and we made it come true. We used our hotel points and our airline points and we flew to Italy. We went to Rome and Naples and Italy and it was amazing. I saw things that I had only seen on TV and it was just, I cried. There were several times it is like I, I, we walked up to a bridge and I just burst into tears and my husband was like, what is happening right now? And I'm like, I have seen this bridge on TV so many times. And he was like, okay, honey, whatever. Um, <laughs> it was a very funny, uh, for me, funny, um, very, very fun trip. One of the things that we did is we went to Pompeii, which I had watched so many documentaries on because I'm kind of a documentary nerd sometimes when it comes to these things. And so I'd watched several things on Pompeii. And so we walked around Pompeii and walked into their um, rediscovered bakeries and rediscovered homes. And I just was blown away by the devastation that Mount Vesuvius did when it, it erupted. And was really, it was a very humbling time. And I just absolutely enjoyed it. It was so fun for me. And then afterwards, I had this bright idea of going up to Mount Vesuvius. And I've told the story before. But five years ago, I climbed to the top of Mount Vesuvius. Like, woo-hoo, go Jenny. Um, <laughs> now, when you listen to the story in another podcast, you know it wasn't a go Jenny. It was a go God moment. But... <laughs> Um, that was super fun. And then when you go back six years, um, close to this date, six years ago, my daughter was in first grade and we decided to take our first international trip as a family. And we had a mission. We did a missions trip. We went to an island called Sri Lanka. Um, it's where I went when we were first married. We had been married a year and I went to this this little island where my husband's family is and fell in love. I remember walking off the plane in Sri Lanka and going, 
I don't know if I can leave. I love the people. I love the culture. I love everything but the heat. <laughs> I love the beaches. I love his family. It was just something that um, I left a piece of my heart there. So I really wanted my daughter to experience um, her family and the culture of Sri Lanka. And so we got on a plane the last day of school. She missed the last day of school and still upset that she missed Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie with all of her friends in first grade. <laughs> but we got on a plane. We drove to London. I mean, drove. We did not drive. We flew. We flew to London. And we got to London. We had a 10-hour layover in London. And it was, we were so exhausted. I don't even know what we did. I guess we went to a pool in our hotel room. Because um, that's where my daughter wanted to go back on the vacation she got to choose was London because of this pool. I don't remember because you're so exhausted. You really don't care. We get back on a plane and we have another 14 hour flight to Sri Lanka. So getting to Sri Lanka is about a 24 hour flight, not including layovers and stops. So you're in the air for almost 24 hours. It is a very long flight. You are exhausted by the time you hit the ground. We got there, we got to see family, um, we got to spend time with um, Kevin's grandfather. He is amazing and super funny and full of life. I just absolutely love Sia. He is such a great man. And he just poured into Sam. He just, he made her giggle. It was very fun to watch the two of them. We had to do some really fun things. We visited orphanages. We um, spent time with people that were doing missions over there and pastors and it was really it's my heart I just absolutely love the children of Sri Lanka and it's something that I'm very passionate about anyway so we spent I believe two weeks there exploring and doing ministry together as a family and Kevin taught pastors and it was just a really great time we met pastors we went out for lunch with pastors it was just, it was our ministry in a nutshell, two weeks of our ministry in a nutshell, just pouring into other people and encouragement and love. And then we get on a plane to fly home and we took a 14 hour flight to Germany and stopped in Germany. Now, Germany, we didn't have as long of a layover as we did on the way there. So Germany, we actually left the, we left the country or we had to go through customs. We didn't leave the country. Had to go through customs to kind of go to actual food. So we went through customs in Germany. Sam had a little bit of a meltdown. It had been a really long flight over, really long two weeks. She was exhausted. Um, I believe that they were kind of like, is this your kid? And she was like, I don't know. You know, she was just, she was so angry and frustrated. I mean, she's six years old at this time. It's a lot for an adult, let alone a little kid. So we got out of customs. We went to um, the airport area that had a bunch of food and we went to a McDonald's. Now at this McDonald's, my daughter had not eaten much in Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is a pretty curry-based area. Um, they have some really great food, some of my favorites. But my daughter was not super adventurous at that point in eating and really isn't today either. <laughs> so she had eaten a lot of bread. So we get, to, we get to McDonald's and she was like, I don't really want anything, but I'll eat the thing with chocolate. So she got one of the croissants with chocolate in the middle. I don't know why I remember that other than I was like, hopefully she'll eat this. That was just where we were. It had been two weeks of her just kind of picking at food and not really eating. 
And so we sat down and we're sitting, looking around and everybody in the area is exhausted, right? We're all getting off flights. We're all tired. We're, you know, everybody's really exhausted. And they have a play area for kids, which maybe is why we went there. I don't know. But we went to this play area and um, they had a big ball pit. And now I go, ooh, that's really yucky. I don't like ball pits because of germs. But at that point, I'm like, honey, go play in the ball pit. <laughs> You've been on a plane for 14 hours. Get in the ball pit and run around, right? And so there are a bunch of kids in there and all the parents are standing around and all the parents are exhausted and the kids are burning off energy. And so there's just a lot of chaos and people throwing balls and jumping in the balls and, you know, licking the balls or doing whatever kids do in ball pits. And I, my husband and I were talking and I looked over and I noticed my daughter was doing something a little strange. Maybe not strange. To her, it was normal. She was taking all of the balls in the ball pit and organizing them by color. All the red ones together, all the yellow ones together, all the green ones together. And she had a little organized pile of her, of all the colors of the balls. And there's chaos around her. And I remember a kid like whipped it across and she was like, what are you doing? She picked up the ball and put it in the right color. Like, come on, people. This is not the time to be crazy. This is the time to get life together. <laughs> and I, I was thinking about this this past week of this moment of my six-year-old after two weeks of exhausting work and chaos and strange things was taking time to put her life in order, right? She was taking time to say, you know what? I'm going to make sure everything's in order here because all of you people are crazy. (laughs) And I think that we so often do that, right? If you look up around and look around at what's happening in life, you see chaos, you see exhausted people, you see frustrated people and you just want your little have your little haven you want your little area that everything's organized and put together and as a mom I think what was most interesting is I was like that is what I don't do enough of when she was organizing and making sure that life was made sense to her I so often can just continue to run in the path I'm running in and not take the time to reorganize and make sure that my life is under control and that I'm feeling I do a temporary thing but I don't do I don't take time to do it you know so often we're just like I just need to keep going I just need to keep going fight through the fear fight through the pain you know Um, I'm a I said that I have struggled kidney stones for 10 years I would pass a kidney stone at work and keep going now that's not something you should normally do I never took time to rest for most of my kidney stones except when they sent me to the hospital. Um, Not because they weren't painful and not because they weren't horrible, but because I didn't give myself the time to rest from something painful and chaotic and something that had thrown my body into whack. Like, you know, I didn't take that time. And here my six-year-old is taking the chaos all around her and saying, I'm going to take time and make sure things are organized. So what in your life have you allowed to take away from the focus and the frustration and the frustrating things, the anger, the fear, the exhaustion, 
or just plain life have you allowed to take away from what you really could do in life? What are your goals? What are your dreams? What are things that you've set to the side and not taken care of because life has just swept you along? And so I want this week for you to take some time and think about the dreams that you've had. And I know I've said this many times, but we so often just set them aside and we do not look at them. We just keep going down the stream, hoping that someday something will happen. Well, today is your someday. Today is your point that you're going to say, five years ago, I took time to say, what is my dream? What are my passions? What am I not doing that I want to do? I want to walk every day. Why am I not doing it? What am I allowing in my life to get in the way of something that's important to me? What am I allowing the other people's chaos, other people's pressures to get in the way of what I want to do and what God wants to do through you? God can give you peace. God can give you joy. God can give you patience. God can give you self-control to help you get to that goal. He can help you if you pinpoint what you're supposed to be doing and set aside all the chaos around you, no matter how exhausted you are. No matter how frustrated you are, that is where we were in Germany. We were frustrated, we were exhausted, and we were spent. There was no more left. And my daughter still went, you know what? I can make organization out of chaos. And you, my friend, can do that today. You can say, Lord, I see the dream you've set before me and I'm going to go after it. Here's the one small thing I'm going to change tomorrow. I'm not telling you to quit your job today. Maybe I am. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to do that. Or maybe you need to set five minutes aside every day. My husband does the most amazing thing every day. He's got a sheet of paper every month that changes that he reads to become the best salesman he can be Um, because his job is to sell Christ Connection and get people to understand what we're doing. And he's great at it. And he takes five minutes every day and reads Um, something that kind of teaches him how to do that. He doesn't do anything extravagant. He's not going to seminar after seminar after seminar. He's not setting everything else aside. He's taking five minutes and doing something to get him closer to his dream. Just five minutes. So what can you set aside and what should you be doing for those five minutes? What should you be doing? Should you be praying for your marriage, your kids? Should you be working on something that you've always wanted to do? Do you want to write that book? Many of you have reached out to me about that book. Give it five minutes a day. Maybe you can't set aside 12 hours a day. That's just not possible in your life. You've got kids, you have work, you have church things. There's so much that gets in the way of our dreams. Set something aside. Give yourself five minutes a day even just to pray about what that dream could be and start making steps because maybe in a year you'll be able to set aside more time than you can right now because it's a bigger priority to you. So let's do this. Let's go after our dreams. Let's start putting our balls in the right color frame and hopefully we will all make some big progress towards what God wants for our lives. Well, that's all I have for today. You can find us at 
ChristConnection.cc Jen, or you can reach out at Real Life with Jenny on Instagram and Facebook. We would love to connect with you. Find out what your dreams are. Find out what is distracting you from your dreams. I'm calling this the Summer of Miracles. I believe God's got some big miracles for my life and for your life, and that he's going to do some amazing things as we seek after him, and we give him five minutes a day and say, Lord, I'm going to go after what you've put on my heart. You all have a blessed week.